Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever they're going to have the podcast or talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. Today I'm with Anka Novakovic, correct? That is correct. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Anka is uh, the head, the president of EcoCoach that she's been out of Washington, D.C., and you've been running this business now for 13 years. Uh, can you tell us just briefly what exactly is EcoCoach and what brought you to get into this business? Uh, because I think it is it's very interesting. Thank you. And thank you for having me here, uh, Dave. So I um, have always been passionate about the environment. I had two passions when I was younger. It was diplomacy and international relations and the environment. Uh, I actually went to undergrad for international relations. And honestly, I um, like to say I discovered I was not diplomatic enough <laughs> to go into diplomacy. So um, I started focusing on the environment. It was a long road. Basically, I knew that I wanted to help organizations and businesses because they make such a huge impact on the environment and obviously on people as well. And um, sustainability didn't really exist at the time in terms of having courses or what have you. So I decided I was going to do management consulting, get the background. I got a, a master's in uh, an MBA, essentially, and then worked for a management consulting firm for about four years. Did that did my own thing for another few years around management consulting. And then it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I've got to do this. I've been educating myself for a while. I can't not do it. It's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I think I can help businesses with. So I'm going to get started. So I started about 13 plus years ago. Um, and basically what we do is we help organizations become more environmentally friendly by looking at their business operations and their strategy. So kind of what's your overall strategy? How does sustainability fit into it? What are your business operations and kind of how can you enhance those while implementing sustainability? And then the third part is the change management, right? Bringing people on board, because if you really don't have everyone on board, then you might as well, you know, with any project, if you implement their project and you don't have people on board, it's just going to fall by the wayside at, at some point in the future. Yeah. And, and you and I actually got together about three months ago because we recorded uh, mm -hmm. close to an hour long interview for my business buyer adventure group coaching program about how you go through and do this audit process and, and, and like how you work with clients and, and some of the advantages and what, I really thought it was interesting about that conversation is that a lot of the times when we talk about sustainability or being less impactful on the environment, we're also talking about reducing energy consumption and all kinds of other things that are good strictly from a business cost yeah. point of view. And so it's, you know, the reasons for wanting to look at your business and be more green are many fold. And, and that, you know, just before I clicked record, you talked about how, um, you know, sort of doing a green audit and making a business more green is can actually become a competitive advantage. Maybe we can expand a little bit more on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really believe that not just for larger businesses. And, you know, there's so many larger businesses that have incorporated sustainability. You know, Harvard has looked at sustainability and declared it's a meta trend along with you know, IT and, and a few other things. And so um, for smaller businesses as well, it can be a competitive advantage for a few different reasons. So first, it's operational savings. Um, 
I'm going to list these in no particular order, right? So operational savings. If you are um, implementing sustainable business practices, environmentally sustainable business practices, or going green, quote unquote, practices, you can reduce the cost, reduce essentially overhead costs. And that can look, that's from looking at energy, it's from looking at a waste. If you're manufacturing something, it can be looking at kind of your whole production. You can look at your supply chain. It's, it, it, you can slice and dice it in so many different ways. But even, you know, even for a small business, like I'll give you just a really, really simplistic example, is you have a uh, small business, you have 10 people, it's an office-based business. If you turn off the, your monitors on your desktops and your, um, uh, you put on the power management, you turn on the power management, you can save up to $500 a year, right? And just energy costs alone and it's just it it's little but it really adds up and for a small business that that means I don't know how many um, dollars that don't need to be brought in for sales, right, as opposed to that. So that's one thing. Another thing is attracting new customers. So as I'm sure so many people know, um, the Gen Zers, the millennials, and um, and so many others, I mean, you have the Lojas movement, which is it's a side note, it's about 290 billion a billion people in the US, one in four adults who care about sustainability, who care about health, all, the, all those individuals want to know what you're doing as an organization in terms of helping the planet, in terms of helping people, your community and society at large. And so that's another thing, you're gonna attract new customers. You are also gonna have more people interested in working, you're gonna be attracting top talent. And especially the millennials, there are a lot of surveys that have been done that say you will, a, a lot, a, not everyone obviously, but there are some that are willing to forego a higher salary to work in an organization that they who, that cares about the environment and that whose values are aligned with their own values, right? And then you have enhanced brand perception. Um, a lot of um, kind of going green and what have you um, enhances your uh, standing compared to your competitors. Obviously, you have to be transparent, you have to be accountable, you have to walk the talk, you don't want to be greenwashing when you're doing this, right? And then the last thing, I know I'm, I can keep going on and on, but the last thing is innovation, right? Sustainability spurs innovation. A lot of times you think about, oh, I have to go green, I have to spend money, or it, it poses certain constraints within my business. Now I can't you know, I can't use the paper that I wanted or I can't use the metal that I wanted and the product that I'm manufacturing. Well, you know what? That's a good thing. It can actually lead to new products. It can yes. lead to new ideas. Um, and so that could be new revenue uh, streams for your business. So I'll stop there. <laughs> well, no, it, it's great because I, when I was in university, I actually took um, a course in innovation and mm -hmm. the professor had kind of put the course together himself based on a book that he read on the topic. And they were talking about how uh, people like General Motors innovated with the cars. And one day they, they started to adopt this question about asking silly questions, this, this methodology. So they said, how would we build a car with square wheels? And, and that, which was a crazy question, but yeah. the engineers started working on it. And what came out of that question was independent suspension, which is a big innovation in automobiles. Yeah. And so to look at your process and say, how can we do this with half the energy? Or how can we do this with 30% less material? You're, you're going to start to stimulate that creativity and, and come up with new and different ways potentially to do something, which is going to lead to uh, 
competitive advantage on a cost basis, right? And then you're also talking about how you're perceived. I know that um, my own children, they're 10 and 12 years old, they're very conscious of this and they, they, they talk about things that they see in businesses that are um, representing sort of the, the environmental sensitivity that business has. Yeah. But I think what's worse is if you end up not doing any of this stuff and you get one of these negative labels associated yes. with the business. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are businesses I've heard people say, I won't go there because of X. And, yeah. and it, that can really hurt someone, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just like you can build up goodwill if you are a green business or a environmentally sustainable business, if you aren't doing those things, there's a lot, there are a lot of question marks that are going to be raised as to what are you hiding? Why aren't you doing this? Kind of what are, what are the profits that you are, your business is bringing in? Is that at the expense of your community, of the environment? And those questions maybe would not have been asked, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but now it's absolutely at the forefront of a, a large majority of consumers. And that's, that's also not just B2B, not, not just B2C, but that's also B2B. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, you had mentioned uh, that uh, it was a Harvard study, perhaps you said that about the meta trend towards um, yeah, yeah. sustainability. And so, uh, you know, here's what I'm seeing is I'm seeing paper straws everywhere instead of plastic straws. And my local grocery store stopped using plastic grocery bags this month yeah. and they're just ahead of the city because the city's banned them all together starting in July. So we're seeing these things happen both regulatory in a regulatory fashion and from businesses making these decisions. What kinds of things can we expect to see? What sort of trends do you see coming along? Well, I think one of the trends that started out um, a couple of years, so I, you know, there's so many different trends because sustainability is so broad and encompasses so many things. So I'll just, I'll list a few kind of off the top of my head. The first thing is, you know, kind of to your point about um, paper straws, I think plastics is still going to be at the forefront and is going to continue because, and that's going to be a longer term transition. Like I was just speaking with someone yesterday who said, you know, um, he subscribes to some plastic industry news and the plastic industry is saying, oh, well, we're going to be growing by five to 10% in the next five years. Right. So I think it's going to take a while for, and obviously it, it depends on what kind of plastic and what have you, but um, it's going to take a while for all of this um, kind of um, this awareness to translate into action right? For smaller organizations, especially, I know for larger organizations, to your point, we're seeing a lot more, like I think 2018 was really the year of the plastic straw, and now we're seeing kind of the the action being taken. And so kind of focusing on uh, getting rid of single-use plastics, all of that, I think is going to continue. So that's one thing. Another thing is that um, I, I wanted to bring up because I have these conversations quite often is around recycling and recycling solutions, right? So in, I think at the beginning of 2018, China essentially said, we're not taking your recyclables. And so that caused, um, that, that caused um, a lot of questioning around, okay, where is recycling going right now? And why should we even recycle it? 
recycle, right? So what's happening now, what's slowly starting to happen now is you have more domestic uh, production and kind of more ideas and solutions are being found as to where to put those recyclables that were, you know, essentially just being, uh, we're going to the landfill when, when China made that announcement. And so- um, So is that what was happening? They were going over there and the Chinese were putting them in the landfill? No, 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 no. So they were, no, there they were recycling. But when China made the announcement and they essentially said, we're not taking your recyclables, there's so many that are contaminated. Basically, a lot of the haulers here were saying, okay, well, then we're going to put them in landfill, right? And, or we don't know what we're going to do with them. And so they were stuck. And now what's happening is that there are new solutions, there's new investments, um, and kind of new ways of using those recyclables and increasing investment in um, kind of recycling solutions, which I think is a great thing because we don't want to depend on exporting everything anyway, right? Well, you know, it's interesting because to that point, my local landfill operator, which is a, it's a government agency, mm -hmm. um, they put out an advertisement last year in the newspaper saying that if anyone wanted to set up an operation to, that would use certain of their recyclables that they were sorting out, uh, they, they would give them free land. Wow. So it was like, if you want to set up a business that would use yeah. this, we'll, we'll give you some land. So that, yeah. because if to have someone on site that would, that would take that stuff, it would be a huge advantage for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. That's a great, that, that's a great example right there. Yeah. So another trend that um, I have been seeing and I think is going to continue is when there's a focus on green design, because there's a lot of focus on green building and kind of healthy buildings, quote unquote, but it hasn't up to the last couple of years, the people in the building haven't really been the focus, right? So the well-being and the health of the people in the building have not been as much of a focus. So now it's more of a kind of a holistic design of you want the people in the building to be healthy as well, not as a byproduct of green design, which there are some health advantages of that, but as kind of being healthy overall. And that kind of goes, um, that's somewhat tied with kind of more meatless um, Mondays or more focus on less meat, on just more health things and how those are tied to the environment. So that's another, that's another trend that I think is gonna continue along with the well-building standard and what have you, yep. Have you seen any kind of statistics or studies that tie in um, the, you know, trying to be sustainable and, and, and letting people know and results in sales or profitability in business? So I have, I have seen um, some results in some of my clients but and it's, I mean, it, it's and so I I um I'm kind of going through the list because I wasn't expecting this question, so I don't know who I can share it with. But it's been, <laughs> it's been you know like it, you'll have something like a five percent increase in sale with the the communication of what you've been doing, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and the communication meaning you actually aren't just recycling, right? you're taking additional steps. You have identified metrics, you have, you're reducing your energy, you're reducing your waste, you're reducing your water, you're kind of switching your procurement, you're educating your staff, like that sort of thing where you have sustainability reports, um, those communications and kind of the actions are tied to more people 
coming to that business. And so I have, and, you know, and actually I'll just give you a really simple example, which, um, you know, off the top of my head, which is my first client way back when in, um, 2012, when I started, I basically, um, in 2012, sorry, 2006, totally 12 years ago, uh, 13 years ago. Um, um, I went to a local business, a restaurant that was very socially, um, conscious. They're called Busboys and Poets here in, in DC. And yeah, but they didn't, they didn't really yet have the environmental part. And so basically the owner, um, and I worked together and with some of the managers to kind of um, make the front of the house and the back of the house of the restaurant more eco-friendly and identify ways to do it. And that's been, um, and he has said, and, and essentially that uh, in, in involving or incorporating environmental sustainability is something that has given him uh, a competitive advantage and added more customers. And now he has seven locations that are open. So fast forward 12, 13 years, 14 years, I'm like losing track of time. We're in 2020. <laughs> I'm still in 2019, but I'm actually going to be uh, 14 years in business in February. So that's uh, kind of where I'm like, everything's ah, <laughs> spinning. So, so people who identify with the sustainability message is important to them want to also identify with the businesses to become a part of their story almost. It, it, it's almost a, a sense of kinship or community. It is absolutely because if you're patronizing those businesses, then you are also kind of walking the talk and you are supporting businesses that are aligned with your values. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is awesome. And I think it's a topic that's only going to continue to get bigger, you know, in Harvard's words, it's a meta trend. And I, I would yeah. agree. Um, because I think it's good business, but I also think at the end of the day, people come to realize that we actually have to live here. So we, 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 yeah. <laughs> we need to do the things that are actually going to make it better for us. And, and which yeah. is the ultimate in selfish motivation, right? We, yeah. we, we need to make sure this place is safe for us. So, and our children. Yeah. So, um, Anka, thank you for joining me today. And if people want to go and find you online and learn more about what you do, uh, what's the easiest way for them to reach you? They can go to the website, which is www.eco-coach.com. So EcoCoach is my company. They can actually also, if they want to email me and have direct questions, it's Anka at eco-coach.com. I welcome, you know, questions and conversation. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And just a reminder to everyone out there that um, if you're going to go out and buy a business and you want help with buying a business, go to businessbuyeradvantage.com. It's where you can find information about how I help people buy businesses. And maybe you can find, um, you know, a dirty, stinky business and use some of Anka's uh, knowledge and advice to improve it through making it a little more sustainable to help grow the sales and the earnings. And then yeah. have a really great deal on your hands. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Anka. We'll talk to you Thanks soon. Thanks so much, Dave. <laughs>